Hi everyone and welcome to the Friday, March 20th installment of the Silicon Insider. The only truly honest and uncensored look at life and business in the Valley. We're not at our 1949 card table today, but in my house in Sunnyvale. Quarantined and ready to go. You may hear a dog in the background at various times, <laughs> but it's a new world now, folks. Uh, my name is Mike Malone and I've been covering this town longer than anybody. I'm here with my co-host Scott Budman veteran tech reporter for NBC Bay Area. We're recording this in, in my living house. room. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we <laughs> are following rules, we should say. Mike and I are six feet apart. I came here, I'm, for whatever reason, deemed essential because of what <laughs> yeah. I do for a living. I could drive over here, but we are taking precautions. If this sounds funny, it's my iPhone in Mike's living room. We're now sitting at a, a, a 36 inch diameter round Egyptian brass coffee table. You've got some nice furniture, Mike. In the oldest nice. American house in the in Silicon Valley. It's fitting. It's fitting that we're going old school for the modern era. Uh, our host for this podcast is the Silicon Valley Business Journal. Now let's get started. Okay, I, my first question is, what are you doing these days? What's your life now? As we're, I was trying to visualize how you do what you're doing. Obviously, you get anywhere you want to pretty darn fast. Right. The freeways are empty. But where do you get to? There's no companies. You know, it's interesting. Uh, as, as a tech reporter in the era of coronavirus, it's really come down to talking to people about stocks because they're panicking. Yes. I mean, we've lost a third of the value of everything. The stock market, your 401k, your 529 is just evaporated. Uh, so we've been do I've been doing a lot of you know Twitter live chats, that kind of thing. But as far as coverage, the things that are open, and I was at one yesterday, biotech labs. Yeah. And they're all six feet apart. We're doing interviews where, you know, hey, could you shout into this mic? I'm surprised because, they're not so distracted. They don't have time to talk to you. Well, you know, someone will because yeah. they want to get the word out. And I think it's not just to get the word out to the viewers. It's to get the word out to other biotech companies. Uh, you know, I literally had a co-founder of a company in Silicon Valley tell me later, we got to get these samples right. out. And so it's, you know, Veer Biotech, it's Gilead Sciences, it's, you know, Adam Bio, it's Genentech. We were talking to the chief medical officer yesterday of Genentech via FaceTime because that's how we try to stay safe. Yeah. So we're in the van a lot uh, or in a biotech lab trying to show how tech companies are, you know, at least those who aren't working from home or in the lab, you know, trying to get things going and, I don't know, come up with a vaccine. One thing we haven't seen a lot of is actual photographs of people in hospital in quarantine. I mean, right. I think one came out, a kind of a grainy photo looked like it was from Area 51. But other than that, it's sort of an interesting phenomenon that we, we know about this. It's affecting every single one of our lives, but we're, we haven't actually seen it up close. No, the only time we've seen patients are, say, on cruise ships or when they're quarantined at yeah. a military base. And because this is the era of social media, they're putting their stories on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. And we're seeing that. Yeah. And it's interesting that uh, they're reaching out to us saying, sure, I'll do an interview with you either over FaceTime or, look, I'll just talk into my Instagram feed. I mean, it's amazing how this, you know, we're all dependent on our phones to a certain extent. Uh, but it's become a tool, at least for me, three times as much as it was before. Oh, well, thank God for that. I mean, thank God for the Internet right now. If, if, can you imagine being, it was 1923. I remember my mother saying when she was a little girl, 
quarantines would hit and you'd be stuck in your house with diphtheria rolled through and there was nothing to do. There was literally nothing to do. Now we've got streaming, we got cable TV, we got the internet. I mean, I'm actually busier right now than I usually am because I don't have to go to these endless meetings. Right. I right. can actually get writing done. No, meetings are done with Zoom. One of the things we wanted to talk about, uh, physical therapy is being done with Zoom. Gym workouts are being done with a trainer on one end and you on the other end sweating to whatever. Um, uh, you know, my, my kids are taking their final exams via Zoom um, and proctors that are on the other end saying, don't take out your notes, but how do they really know? I mean, right. it's, just, it's a fascinating... Just keep it below the camera. Right. <laughs> and um, yeah, and, and, it's, and then of course, here in Silicon Valley, everybody is working at home. You have all these companies saying, let's zoom in for our meetings and work at home. And again, we don't know yet if companies can still be productive doing that, yeah. but it's something they've talked about and now they'll have to sort of walk that walk. Welcome to the future. It just yes. arrived. It arrived in 24 hours. Yes. This is the only video I've seen of a patient. Oh, oh look at that. Oh God, he's in a bubble. They're loading him on a plane. Yeah. Well, from World News Tonight, good for them. Yeah, uh, and it does look like a, a, the boy in the bubble sort of it movie. It does. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Okay, uh, well, obviously it's the, the only, almost really the only story of the week. You know, I was kind of hoping that, you know, with the business, starting with the Business Journal, we have this cornucopia of interesting business stories and all <laughs> that, but really, we're kind of stuck in one story right now and variations of it. I think, so, the, yeah, the spinoffs would be what happens with biotech. Right. Um, and we sort of talked about that. The stay at home. The other interesting story is, uh, and always has been, Elon Musk, who somehow <laughs> manages to put himself at the forefront of the story. Of, of it's like a pandemic. Goes, but it's almost like he has this attitude that I know what's best, so I'm just going to announce it to the world. Right. The before first... I've really thought about it, or I have enough information. I mean, he did this once before with that cave rescue. Right. And now he proceeded to announce all what a week and a half ago. This pandemic's overrated. It's not really a problem. Boom, boom, boom. Oof. Yeah, that, that yeah. stuff doesn't age well. And with the cave rescue, remember, that started as, hey, good for him getting involved. Right. And it ended with him going to trial for yes. calling someone a pedo. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, this time, it starts badly when he says, hey, don't panic, this is stupid. Yeah. You know, many, many, many thousands of cases and even deaths later. Now he's stepping up and saying, okay, maybe we can build ventilators. Right. Okay, maybe. In the I'm going to think about how does he do that, but then he said yesterday, we have HVAC systems in all our cars. Right. We have, you know, ventilation systems in our rockets. You know, so maybe, but that sounds like a major retooling effort. I don't see how he does that by the millions. That's well, such, but, a, such a billionaire move, though. Just assume you know exactly <laughs> what to do in any situation. Right, yeah, it's right. A, it's absolutely a billionaire move. But not without precedent. Not the billionaire thing, but the factory, an automotive oh. factory during World War II. What did they do? They changed into munitions factories. So now we're not, you know, we don't need munitions, but we need... Ventilators. We need yeah, beds. But there's we need a reason space. we didn't go. We the war started in December '41, and we didn't get to North Africa until '43 because it took a long time right. no, for a singer work. to go from sewing machines to M1 Grants, you know, <laughs> and and General Motors and Chrysler to go to building B24s. That right. takes a while. So maybe Tesla will go to ventilators. Okay, but I thought, you know, the other billionaire move was 
no, we're going to keep our factory open in Fremont and make the workers come there. Even though the city had shut down the businesses, and then finally the governor essentially forced his hand yesterday, and he right. announced, okay, we'll shut it down. It and it's, it's one thing to say, hey, we want to work for the greater good or yeah, whatever. Help. But to say, I mean, the, the Alameda County Sheriff's Department yeah. is spending its time fighting Elon Musk. Not fighting crime, mind right. you, but fighting Elon Musk and saying, hey, don't bring people into the factory. Um, and, and, you know, it's always hard, as you know firsthand, to get sources to talk. Right. I had people calling me from the assembly line Oh, really? Saying, let me tell you how close I am to my fellow man and woman right now. This is bad. And people are coughing. And I hope nobody's tracking those calls from inside Tesla. Uh, I hope not. And, and we did, in, in all honesty, in all, you know, whatever. Uh, we disguised voices. Yeah. We made sure to shoot feet instead of faces. But people were saying, I'm a little nervous about this. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's uh, a big difference between... Everybody going, well, he's a crazy genius, and being, he's a cruel overlord. Right, and, and there is a big difference, and I think um, the, the PR for that was, was so bad. Uh, remember, while that skirmish was going on, Tesla's stock was going down. And this is a stock, remember, that trades largely on emotion. It did well, two profitable quarters, good for them. That's a proven Finally, business. Yeah. But some of this is emotion, whether love or hate, whether it's right. you know sort of a cult stock, right? And to go from you know 900 to 400 in, in a few weeks is not just because of a pandemic and fewer cars being built. It's because people are wondering what's going on at the top. Right. Well, and you know, people forget shareholders aren't just big institutional buyers. It's retired people out there who buy based upon what they read yesterday True. and emotions and everything else. And think of all those elderly people with their shares out there in the Midwest going, what is this guy doing? Yeah. He sounds he sounds like an old times, you know, feudal overlord. We in California have enough of a reputation yes. of weirdness. And um, the cops are gonna be busy in Fremont anyway, now that we're letting all the criminals out of prison. <laughs> right. Well, uh, right. They shouldn't have to worry about, you know, how many cars are in the Tesla parking lot. Yeah. You know, for, for okay, so let's talk about the market. What did yes. the market do this morning? I haven't seen it yet. It was up uh, a up bit. Yesterday, a it little was, bit, a couple hundred. Well, right. So yesterday it was up this morning, uh, up a bit, then down, then up. As we speak, a bit higher, but not... You know, this isn't a thousand-point move yet, so say, you, gotta, you can't go up a little bit. You've got to do that for a lot of days to make up for a 1,300-point drop. Right. It's still, I would say, we're a long way away from opening that envelope when your 401k statement comes. Don't check yeah. that. It's, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be It's going to be depressing. Um, but look, here's the reason why. You know, you and I have talked about it. Fear and greed, right, run right. the market, and all we have right now is fear because there's so much uncertainty. We don't know how long this is going to last. The predictions from California Governor Gavin Newsom of what, 56% of us getting this? Yeah. That's horrifying. Right. Um, and yet, not only that. But we, we haven't bent the curve yet. So right. it's still in the realm of possibility. You could extrapolate to those numbers. If That's you true. say, well, we're catching up to South Korea, okay, maybe it isn't going to get much better. Paradoxically, I've noticed gold and silver have gone down. Yes. yes. Which suggests, well, well, it's Bitcoin too. Right. People want to get into cash, so they're selling everything at bargain basement rates. And <sighs> it struck me, okay, that's a mixed signal. 
Right. It means that the average person doesn't think we're in an apocalypse because they'll go to because in that you go to gold, you go to precious metal, so you can carve off that little sliver of, of gold to pay for the you know the ox or something. Right. You go to cash right now because you assume the government's still going to be viable, so cash is still going to be good, and we're heading looks like we're heading into a serious deflationary period, so cash is good. You know, everybody remembers the Great Depression, you know, where you went to the movie and got a candy bar and a Coke, you know, <laughs> and caught the double feature for 10 cents. Yes. Cash is king more so than the safe haven for the money. So people are saying, I'm not even looking for a safe place to park my cash. Yeah. Uh, I'm and I wouldn't put Bitcoin in that category, by the way. But gold or you know precious metal—they're not looking for a safe place. They just want it in their mattress right now. They just want it in hand. Why not? You're you're not leaving the house. There's not going to be any burglars. <laughs> you know, you've just bought your new, you know, AR-15, which you don't know how to use. Goodness. Because uh, they've wiped out all the gun shops. You're sitting at home on a, on your pile of cash. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of a classic image, you know? And we'll see. I mean, that's the thing. We don't know when this bounces back. So people will say, oh, there's a lot of great buying opportunities. Are you sure? Yeah. How, how, how far does this go? Yeah, we just, right. I, I don't want to be, you know, panicking here, but investors are for a reason. But they I'm don't know what's yeah, next. Yeah, but I'm astounded at how many people are cashing out of their stock at, at the bottom or near the bottom. It's like, why would you do that? It, it, the world isn't ending. We had a really strong economy 18 days ago. You know, all the, all the vitals are still there. If someone were to announce tomorrow, we cured it. The economy come roaring back because nothing has really been permanently damaged. So why would you get out of stocks now instead of just holding them for a while? I think the reason is people don't believe that announcement is coming tomorrow. Yeah. They don't believe that announcement is coming for months. So there's so much uncertainty in the market for the foreseeable future. If it doesn't come for months, we have a serious problem of, you know, they're right, 20 to 30% unemployment. Right. I think the key to the trillion dollar stimulus plan, not to get too far in the weeds, yeah. but I think the key to that is so much money going to the small business loans. Right. Keep priming that. Pump. To try to keep those employees working, especially the ones who work for small business and aren't making a whole lot of money. If they have enough to continue to pay rent, put food on the table, then at least the consumer will. There will be such a thing but as a consumer. Said thousand to fifteen hundred bucks, and it's, then maybe do it again if yeah. we still need it. How long can the government keep doing that? I don't know. And, and I suppose they print money and just say, "We'll deal with the <clears throat> economic." problems after that. Maybe, but that hasn't historically worked out all that no. well as we know. I would say the key, and, and not being an economist, I'm not as excited about the $1,000 per person as I am the money to go towards keeping that person's paycheck. Right, going. keep the businesses going. Because that means health care, and that means you know a consistent income and benefits, and that's what Think of what do. happens to the insurance industry if all those businesses suddenly call on their, uh, their yeah. business insurance. Right, right. Okay. All right. Uh, other news. Oh, by the way, it's Zoom meetings. Yeah. Have you been on many? Well, obviously, you're doing your business. A lot via. of it is, is over the internet. Yeah, yeah. They're um, they're working well, although, you know, much like... I got to say, I'm impressed by Zoom. Yeah. Though I have to admit, I was I was interviewed by a, by a podcast about my new book a couple days ago, and the line kept going in and out and all of that, so we switched to a, a landline. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, I wonder if we're beginning to strain the yes. infrastructure of Google Hangouts and, and Zoom and all the rest of them. 
I've heard stories of, the, of what you said about Zoom starting to come in. Yeah. Also, even Netflix. Uh, just internet connections, all the streaming that's going on is starting to tax the system. And that's interesting because that's on companies like AT&T, yeah. uh, Comcast, full disclosure, they own NBC. Um, a lot of these providers, not to mention the Apples, and you know everywhere we get our, our internet and Wi-Fi, and Netflix, Hulu, uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see if they can all pardon the pun, band together yeah. to make this still go smoothly because you need to get the word out. Businesses need to have their meetings. People need to do their thing. Uh, we're talking about you know Zoom meetings, Zoom hangouts, Zoom dates. Everything has gone yeah, through. Yeah, I have to say, I read it once upon a time in Hollywood last night from Comcast because I now suddenly have time for yes. two-hour and 45-minute <laughs> movies. Right. And uh, Wasn't that refreshingly non-Tarantino? Yes, it has a happy ending. And it was, yes. and, and I, I, I got to go back to this. I got to go back to the '60s for a while. Yes. So, but it, came, it was clear, it was crisp. But you know, paid for it, no problem at all. So, good. Comcast seems to be robust enough. We'll see about the rest. Okay, other items. Apple closes all stores outside of China. Uber is now worth less than Zoom. We kind of predicted something was going to happen with Uber last week. Yeah. Now, Uber in the last day or so has actually shot up because they say we have enough cash to ride this out yeah um and and lyft is sort of saying the same but they their stock were so low yeah i mean shockingly low no people just lost up. confidence now saying we have enough cash to ride this out is, is a great statement and that's what ceo leadership is all about so maybe they can yeah. hang in there but uh the gig economy is really struggling you know we talk about small businesses what about the next level oh, yeah all of a sudden i'm hearing what was it Congressman Schiff saying, we've got to do something to help the freelancers. And I thought, you guys had your chance three months ago when you passed AB5 in California. Yeah. Why don't you just rescind that and let people go back to freelancing? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people right now who could desperately use that. That, that may happen because something's going to have to happen because it's one thing for a, a small business loan, you know, of $500 yeah. billion or whatever. But... Yeah, I don't know what we do about the, the gig economy. Because essentially we're all gig economy members right now. <laughs> yes. Okay, um, retail stores obviously shut down. Um, Except GameStop. GameStop, GameStop the so yeah. essential. What could oh, go and, wrong? Yeah. And weed stores, right? Are yeah, yeah so weed stores are still open. Well, yes. we got we to gotta have our priorities straight. Uh, and airlines, Interestingly, we're not hearing a lot of cases spreading on airlines, and they say it might be because it's a downdraft on the ventilation. Yeah, and, and maybe people just aren't flying as much, but there may be a bailout for, uh, for the airlines too, just like the cruise lines. That's a, a dangerous thing. You know, you're seeing those stocks rise and fall 20% each day, and, and that's stay away. That's so but dangerous I know, right now. You know, these all, they're all saying, oh, well, we need $200 billion. <laughs> right. How's that going to, you know, that's going to add up pretty fast. Okay. We know what it's like to bail out the airlines yeah. just 12 years ago. So. And for all of you listening to us outside of California, we're for all hunkered down. We're years. now, uh, I'm now. Uh, statewide now, right? Yes, statewide. I'm now at home arrest. And that is why we are in Mike's house again doing this six yes, feet that's apart. Yes, we're in our house. distance, yes. Okay, uh, okay so we can't, we've, we're in a recession. I mean, there, there seems right. to be no question about that. We've had multiple days of stock seriously down. They also did like a, what, trillion, how much? Billion dollar inje injection in the market and did barely nothing? Yeah, it wouldn't have any effect. The market's too big. Yeah, my, my loser is coming up on that. But are we, have, are we about to go into a full-blown depression? That's the concern. I mean, a recession is pretty much foregone conclusion. Is this going to be a depression? I don't know. The depression happened... Um, 
you know, without certain government plans that can now go into place. Sure. And, and we're a rich country, a much richer country now to inject money into the market. But, I mean, how long will this last and how many layoffs will we see? Did your grandparents go through the Depression? Did they ever talk about it? Yeah, so uh, they were uh, very, very small at the time, even my yes. grandparents. Uh, but, so you're um, a kid. Well, <laughs> but I, parents, I do remember these. What? My parents okay. went through the Great Depression. And it was, well, my dad talked about being 12 years old and being sent out to hunt wow. for food. Wow. And my mother, uh, my great, my grandfather got injured during the Depression, and he, they were literally having relatives bring eggs and stuff to the house. Sure. Even when she was pushing 90 years old, my mother was still collecting extra string and rubber bands and rinsing out plastic bags. And that generation, they had seen the worst they could get. And boy, we do not want to get there. No, we haven't seen anything like that. Um, and I, 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 again, there are, because of that, government things in place now that can, that can avoid some of that. But it, there's just so much uncertainty. I, I, you know, we constantly get asked, what's next? When does this end? The big problem is that we don't know those answers. No, and this, this open-endedness is really what's causing the most concern. Now, look, we've, we we've, get some good news. Right, we've spent 20 minutes now talking about the bad stuff. All right, let's talk about anything else. I, and, I, and thank yeah. you, Ted, for finding some. <laughs> okay, we actually have a tech story. Yes. Uh, Intel is uh, creating a computer chip that will smell. That will actually smell things. Smell There's an algorithm that mimics the brain's ability to detect and identify different smells. That's amazing. My first thought was, <laughs> I need one. So on those days where my wife holds the carton of milk in front of my nose before I'm ready for it, and she says, is this gone bad? If I have that chip, I've spared that one miserable part of my life. Hey, maybe a chip that can smell can detect problems in food and produce and in the refrigerator and dairy and the refrigerator. Yeah, I mean that's that's fascinating. There were there was a company that could act that had uh, software to create smells. Yes, and it would sort of pump it out a little, uh, you know, a little duct from your computer. It was fascinating. You knew it wasn't going to last, but it was um, the smell have thing. Smart has been, refrigerators now. They're yeah. they're connected to the web. I want the one that's you know has a little flashing light and says, you know, <laughs> get rid of the hamburger. You know, we get that. My, uh, suddenly, my life becomes better. Yes. So good for them. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the White House uh, is asking Facebook, Google, and other tech giants to give them greater access to American smartphones. Uh, especially the location data, in order to help them combat the spread of, we're back to the coronavirus. Right. We knew this was coming, and... Yeah, this is a little disturbing. You, just, right. you know, the problem is, when you get into a crisis, you're allowed to abandon traditional protections and move to what would normally be an authoritarian state. Right. And the question is, okay, let's allow these things to happen right now. Who decides when we turn them off again? Right. We're still taking off our shoes in airports. We're still lining up for screenings. Yes, it never ends. Right, it never ends. This and is that ratchet effect. Right. And with technology, uh, it's extra dangerous because it's not just one physical thing. I don't mind taking off my shoes. No. If, but technology goes deeper than that and will continue to go deeper to deeper, whether it's facial recognition or chips that can smell, whatever it is. And also the government keeps saying, we're only going to use anonymous data, we'll anonymize it, and we'll just look at mass activity. 
you know, right. meta, metadata, how much do you trust them? That's even with the, the COVID-19 testing now. Yeah. How much healthcare data do we give them? Is HIPAA going to be rescinded because of a time of crisis, but does it come back? Yes. We'll see. Uh, you know, Anthony Lewandowski um, is in the news, yeah. wanted to bring that up. Uh, I guess he's agreed to pay a huge sum of money. $179 million. Yeah, uh, which, and I know the story Does of, he have that, like... Apparently, well, think about it. He must he was, have a lot of mattresses He in was his at house Google. Right yeah, well, he was at Google. Yeah. Well, who knows where he's been keeping his money. Yeah. Ill-gotten gains. Google, then Uber, right. then Auto, which was bought by Uber. So give him credit for being in the right place at the right time to make a whole lot of money. Yes, you've got a lot of founder stock at a lot of different places. He yes. Knew, he knew who to steal from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But was it ill-gotten? Apparently, yes. <laughs> allegedly. And, allegedly. Um, he has agreed to plead guilty to stealing trade secrets from Google. So 179 million, 180 million bucks plus as much as 30 months in prison. Right. Uh, now, if they put him in prison, are they going to let him right back out because yeah, well, of the pandemic? Right. I, I don't know that he's a, a risk, a flight <laughs> risk. Although he can, he can, if not, if not fly, he can get someone a car to drive him somewhere, right. perhaps. Um, all right. And one, one final note on cars, yes. because of all this, especially with Tesla, uh, literally out. The other day, I saw a new Model Y being driven. Oh, did you? So they've got them out there. They're taking some orders. Again, these things typically roll out pretty slowly. But sure enough, it was a Model Y driving out in the wild um, by some happy electric car owner. So good for them. So Tesla's still delivering. Yes, okay. at least for now. Uh, winners. All right. My winner is cash. It is king. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you've got it, you're in good position. I hope that the government... Cash is not only what the winners have right now, it's what the government is going oh, to generate. Oh, I just had all a terrifying a vision. What? What characterized 1933? The run on the, the banks. The run on the banks, yes. right, right. Yeah, it's a wonderful life. We saw the run on the banks in 2008, 2009 even, to a smaller extent. But remember, I was in England, and I saw when uh, uh, whatever the bank was, they were lining up. This 1933 or in 2008? Uh, it was 2000, no, it was, it was, when was it, Tad? 2003 or four, they had them running the Scottish Bank, and there were lines um, in London, a thousand people in line trying to get into these banks. I remember as a reporter in 2009, and I, I think it was Washington Mutual, yeah. getting a tip, hey, come down here, and standing outside and people seeing people running in and taking their money out, and it was like I was transported into a sci-fi movie. I could not believe what I was seeing in the modern era. Yeah. Boy, I hope we don't uh, get there. Again, there are even things in place. We've got toilet of that. paper panics already. That's I mean, true. That's been wild to see. Yeah, you know, if all of a sudden a meme suddenly went out there that the banks were, the government's going to close the banks or something. Between TP and cash, it turns out this thing is all about paper. It's all about paper. All about yes. paper. All right. Yeah, actually, I'd be worried about the possibility of like state, state sponsored hackers messing with our healthcare system or our bank system right now. Yeah. We're so vulnerable. It'd be the perfect time. It is the perfect time. time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, my Tad's younger brother was telling me that all this stuff is slipping onto YouTube now. All this crazy both ends of oh, political spectrum yeah. stuff because there's not enough people at right at YouTube moderating. It's a good stuff. time for right hacking. It's a good time for conspiracy theories. Yes, they're, they're going to be everywhere. Okay, uh, so the loser. My the loser is the Federal Reserve. Yeah, they took yeah. out the big guns. They canonized the market, right. dropping rates to zero, putting a ton of cash in, and the response was a 3,000 point drop. I've never seen the Fed so impotent. But granted, 
I wasn't around in the Great Depression. Yeah, but this is like the, 1890, the 1898 Depression when J.P. Morgan had to come in and throw a huge amount of money because the Fed couldn't throw enough or the federal government, the Fed didn't exist. The federal government could not throw right. enough money at the market. Here the federal government has enough money to throw, but I think, again, uncertainty is the number one concern of the stock market. And nothing the Fed can do will make people think they're going to get to leave their homes and hug their neighbors and friends anytime soon. And, and how do you change brokers' minds when it's not brokers, it's program trading? Right. It, it flips that switch. You know, they're going to dump that stock no matter what the Fed does. It was humbling uh, as an American to see the Fed so unable to move and calm fears. Uh, yes. Because clearly, as much as this is sort of about money, it's not about money. It's about health. Yes. And we're really concerned. So what's your winner? Uh, my winner is the 14 companies currently making uh, chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine, including a company called uh, Myland, which is getting back into the business. I mean, let's hope this one works. Uh, I'm, I'm told I, by Stanford checking this out yesterday that they don't expect this to come to anything. They don't? No. Oh, great. But, hey, it, I mean, it's I've, helped I, with I, malaria. I, Maybe it can help with coronavirus. I've, I've, helped I've, I've taken chloroquine in Africa. Okay. You know, it does it's a malaria really, drug, right. Yeah, I mean, there's no real side effects, not compared to some of the older stuff. If it works, it works. Uh, and Bayer's going to make, yeah. uh, going to donate 3 million pills immediately. I mean... No one's going to make any money, but boy, their, their stocks are going to go up just because of the PR. And that's what we need to do. I've had biotech companies say, we'll worry about the money later. We, yeah. we just want to be out front in, in helping this thing. And my loser is your 401k and your stock portfolio. Yeah. But people hang on. I mean, uh, never go out at the bottom of the market. Never go out during a panic. You know, if you have to, hold the stuff for four years. We'll be out of it by then. But don't, yeah. but don't lose everything you put in all these years. Right. As someone whose who's, you know, retirement is still on the horizon later, um, I, I don't know. I, I can't imagine moving out of a 401k, even yeah. though it's getting pummeled. But it is hard to watch all of the stuff we've so diligently oh, you know, I was set aside. online auctions the other day, and yeah. jewelry, diamond rings, and everything else were going like one-fourth the price. Oh, goodness. But interestingly, the one thing that was going at market price, silver, silver bars. So there was there's some group of silver bugs out there that think this is the way to go. So we'll see. All right. Okay, that's it for now, folks. You can follow Scott on Twitter and Facebook and see his lonely car driving down the freeway covering <laughs> stories. And, of course, watch him every weeknight at 5, 6, and 11 on NBC Bay Area. As for our producer, you can find Tad, his work on these days on Instagram, and you can find us now on the Silicon Valley Business Journal homepage, as well as on Spotify and Patreon. And you'll find me trapped in my house. See you next week. Stay folks. healthy. <laughs>